A quick note to listeners before we begin. Today's episode deals with the topic of suicide. I've been in a lot of pain. If we go back and look at the history of it, I ended up at 17 diagnosed with bipolar disorder, at 19 jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge because of my pain. Nearly 20 years ago, Kevin Hines fell more than 200 feet crashing into water that would have certainly felt like concrete. But he survived and has since committed his life to helping those who may think they have nothing to live for. Each year, CNN devotes a week to highlighting incredible people who are challenging the status quo. They are innovators and changemakers and pioneers. They are champions for change. Kevin is one of the champions we've had on over the years. Through his personal story and advocacy, he has transformed the circumstances of so many people. We all know this is a challenging time. Job loss, loneliness, just the stress of keeping up with the news. It all takes a toll. In fact, in a survey back in June, the CDC found that almost twice as many people had considered suicide in the past 30 days as compared to 2018 during the same time period. This is an issue Kevin and I care deeply about. As this pandemic has continued to wreak havoc on our lives in so many ways, I wanted to talk to Kevin about coping with suicidal thoughts and how we can all best help those who are struggling right now. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. I think it's an extremely challenging time with mental distress. I think more people than ever before who were not mentally unhealthy are falling into that pit of darkness because of this separation from the outside world. So if you know someone that is going through it mentally during this period of, of crisis, please reach out to them. You know, be that person that lends that, that hand through that video call because you could make all the difference. You can help someone literally change their life. I've been following Kevin's story since I first met him back in 2003. Why'd you come here? Why the Golden Gate Bridge? I was under the impression that it was the easiest way to die. Kevin has been through it himself. So I asked him, what should you say when you're talking to someone who's in distress? What should any of us say to someone we are worried about? Sometimes, Sanjay, it's not about what we say. It's about making the call and an active listening. Letting them get out what is on their chest. Hear what they have to say about their own pain. And if they can share that pain with you, and you can offer some semblance of kindness and compassion and empathy in the conversation, you could be the one that guides them to a better place mentally, even in that, just in that moment. And then if you continue those kind of calls and that kind of active listening, you can really change that life. And I think it's worth pointing out that the giver, in this case, gets a lot out of it as well. Yeah, it's a therapeutic thing to do. When you give your time and your energy to someone who's going through it, you come out away from that feeling positive about yourself and about your, your, your mission, if you will. Yeah. My mission in this life is two things. I have to be a great husband to my wife, and I have to be good to the people in pain. Th those are my missions. So you call somebody up and you say, hey man, how you doing? And what you're typically gonna hear back, I'm, I'm doing okay, I'm doing fine, whatever. How do you know that somebody may actually, you know, be suffering because they may not, they may not be forthcoming about that yeah. right away? 
never accept the first answer. If the first answer you get is I'm fine, I'm good, and I'm okay, those are unacceptable answers. You need to probe deeper. You need to say, hey, listen, I've been worried about you for a while. Here's why. If you're, if you're going through anything, I want you to know I'm a, I'm a person you can lean on. And whether you want to tell me right now, whether you want to really get into it right now or not, I'm going to be here when you're ready to talk. Meeting you was uh, one of my first journalistic endeavors at CNN. Um, I came out to the Golden Gate Bridge and I met this guy who jumped and survived. That was 20 years ago now. <laughs> I, I know you think about this all the time, but I'm, but I'm curious, after 20 years, how much does that still define you? It doesn't define who, who I am. You know, September 25th, 2000 was the day I jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge to try to end my life. But I have come a long way from under the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't live by the fact that I attempted. People may see me as the bridge guy, but I'm just Kevin. And, you know, I, I live my life. I love my family. I love my friends. I love my faith. And I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do good in this world to the best of my ability. You, you, you touch so many people's lives. But I do want to show you this clip uh, of someone else's life that you touched. This, this uh, was right after our last story aired. So let's take a quick look, and I want to get your reaction to this. Okay. Two women living in Los Angeles saw Sanjay's story, and they say they were inspired to intervene and save a man's life because of that story. We were just chit-chatting, and all of a sudden she looked up, and we were at the Canaan Bridge overpass, and she went, oh my God, is that guy gonna jump off the bridge? And then within like seconds, that interview with Dr. Sanjay Gupta and Kevin Hines came back to me, and I said, we have oh, to wow. turn back, we have to go back. And so we immediately, she was like, pull off the road. And we pulled off and we looped back around. We pulled over. There he was just all the way in the center now at this point of that freeway overpass. And, you know, we looked at him and the first thing we said is, you know, we love you. Please oh. don't jump. Oh. oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. That's a life saved. Oh my gosh. Oh. It's, it's, it's gotta be very, it's gotta be very gratifying for someone to say, I heard Kevin's story and therefore a person is alive today that may have otherwise jumped off that bridge. Yeah. It's, it's so meaningful to see something like that, to know it has that effect, to, to, for me to continue this purpose. It's, it's a purpose-driven life. And, and this life is a gift, no matter the pain we may be in. People like neatly wrapped stories with the bow, right? This happened, then this happened, then this happened. And it's never that clean in no, real life. No. I mean, you survived, but are you okay? I survived, but then I had nine psych ward stays in the next 14 years, all for suicidal crisis. I live with what's called chronic suicidal ideation. It plagues me, but I, I confirm and commit to life that it will never take me, no matter the pain I'm in. And I've been in a lot of pain since then. I've struggled deeply since then. But I think about how grateful I am for every waking millisecond. The millisecond my hands left that rail, I had that instantaneous regret for my actions. People all over the world who have survived their attempts have recounted the same instant regret that I did. And here we are living proof that suicide is not the answer. Fight that good fight, put in the work for your mental health, 
and change your perspective because it's possible. It's, it's most likely with treatment. If you know someone who is struggling with mental health, don't turn away. Check in on them, give them a video call. This is important all the time, but it's especially so right now during the pandemic. We may have to stay physically distant, but that doesn't mean we have to be emotionally distant. As Kevin said, many more people are feeling isolated and lonely right now. And if you're one of those people, I want you to know you're not as alone as you may feel. Help is available and suicide is never the answer. If you need to talk to someone, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Line 24 hours a day, seven days a week, totally free. The number, 800-273-8255. We'll be back Monday. Thanks for listening. Coronavirus Fact versus Fiction is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer. Felicia Patinkin is the senior producer, along with Amanda Seeley and Nadia Kunang from CNN Health. Raj Makija is the senior manager of production operations. This week's episodes were produced by Anne Lagamayo, Emily Liu, Aaron Mathewson, Evan Chung, Madeline Thompson, Rachel Cohn, Zach St. Louis, and Zoe Saunders, with additional help from Mallory Simon. Nathan Miller is our engineer, and David Toledo is the team's production assistant. Special thanks to executive producer of CNN Health, Ben Tinker, as well as Ashley Lusk, Courtney Coop, and Daniel Cantor from CNN Audio.